God is the healer. He's the deliverer. Man, I, I, I might have to. Oh, my Lord. Do you know what the names of God is? You know, in the Old Testament, there, there are seven names of God. And, uh, and one of the names of God is Jehovah Nisi. And that name means that God is our refuge. And God is a, our refuge in times of trouble. God is our protector. Amen. So you've got to think about the character of God. One of his names is Jehovah Nisi. God is our refuge. In, in other words, God is here to protect us. There's another name for God in the Old Testament. And see, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus revealed the goodness of God when he lived down here because Jesus walked around healing, delivering, and setting people free, doing miracles of provision, providing food for 5,000 and 4,000 people. 5,000. Jesus was, was revealing the love and the nature of God when he was down here on this earth. And so number two, uh, God is called the Jehovah Jireh. And, and that means that God is a God that provides. He's Jehovah Jireh. God provides for us. Amen. See, that name came uh, by Abraham uh, having to sacrifice Isaac. And then when Abraham went on that mountain, you know, God said, don't sacrifice Isaac. I have a lamb that's going to that, that, that which he was talking about, Jesus. But uh, Abraham saw the, the ram in the thicket that was stuck. And, and that ram was taking place of his son being uh, sacrificed. And that's where the name of God came. God is our provider. I'm going to say this, that God has already the ram in the thicket before you even have a problem. God already has the answer before you have that problem. All we got to do is get our eyes open to the answer. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God opened uh, Abraham's eyes and, and saw the, the ram in the thicket. Our eyes got to get open to the revelation that God is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I love these names of God. Why? Because it reveals the character of God. God is not the destroyer. God is not coming here to destroy mankind. No, God is trying to save mankind. He's trying to do everything he can to save people, deliver people, and set people free. Jehovah Rapha. Say Jehovah Rapha. I love that. Well, what does Jehovah Rapha mean? God is the God that heals. Exodus 15, 26 talks about that if you will follow my word. He, he had this word for the Israelites that if you follow my commands and obey them, you will walk in my healing. Amen. So if we just follow God, he's the Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. Amen. I like what it says in 1 Peter 2.24 that Jesus even says, uh, by his stripes, you were healed. Jesus. You know, he redeemed us from spiritual death. Like I said last week, he redeemed us from sickness. Amen. In other words, Jesus paid the price so that we don't have to get sick or that we can be delivered from sickness. By his stripes, we are healed. Amen. We need to think about that. I think we, we, we forget about all that Jesus has done for us. Jesus became, he was stripped naked, put on the cross. He became poor that through his poverty, what? That we may become rich. 
Glory to God. So he's Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He's Jehovah. So, you know, you may be dealing with some famine in your life. God can turn it around. God can turn around whatever famine you're dealing with. You may have lost your job. God's going to give you creative ideas. God's going to show you how to prosper as long as you put your trust and faith in God. Say, trust God. God. Amen. He's Jehovah Shalom. I love that. Shalom. What does that mean? God is our peace. God is our peace. We need to realize this, that it doesn't matter what type of storm is coming against us. God can give us peace in the midst of our storms. Glory to God. God, God, Jesus would say, peace be still to the storms, to the natural storms, and they would shut down. Glory to God. Whenever the enemy is trying to put fear on me, you know, the Bible actually says, be anxious for nothing. But through, be anxious. Have no anxiety. Don't have any anxiety you're going to catch a bug. Don't have any anxiety that, 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 you, that you have to make sure that, that you're, you're adhering to everything that they're saying. Yeah, I understand. Be, wash your hands. And, but, you know, wearing a mask, you know, while walking the dog, you're not around anybody. I, I don't think I'd do that, you know, because I'm, I'm not around anybody. Why do you need to wear a mask? Amen. <laughs> And, you know, wearing a mask inside of a car. I, I think, you know, I, I don't understand that. You're not going to catch anything if nobody's in your car with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I, I think we can overdo do it. I think we can, we can get in so much fear that, that you know, that, that we're over, trying to overdo everything, overcompensate. No, listen, God's your protector. I'm not saying don't be safe and I'm not saying not to wash your hands, but I'm just saying just 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 have faith in God. God will protect you. I like this. uh, He's Jehovah uh, Ra. He's he's our shepherd. Amen. God is Jehovah Ra. He is our shepherd. Jesus said, I am the chief shepherd. I, I am the great shepherd that lays down his life. For his sheep. Amen. So, so, so God is Jehovah Ra. He's our shepherd. What does that mean? He will lead us and guide us into all truth. He will help us and show us what we need to do on a daily basis. Sometimes I, I, I'm trying to, uh, like I, I may like put my keys somewhere in the house. And before I even think about where's my keys. Or sometimes I say, where are my keys? All of a sudden I would know immediately where to go. Why? Because God leads us and guides us into all truth. God will show us how to escape the snares of the evil one. Somebody say, in him, I live and move and have my being. See, God is working and living in us, and he's helping us in everything that we do. Glory to God. You've got to believe that. Say, I believe that. He's Jehovah Tiskanu. God is our righteousness. Hallelujah. So, so he is our righteousness. And, and, and so he imputes that righteousness. We have right standing because of the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Say, I believe that. I believe He's Jehovah Shammah. God is there, the ever-present one. Glory to God. And so I just wanted to go through a couple of the names because the names of God reveals his character. Yes. And, you know, the character of God is always about restoration. It's always about blessing. 
It's always about increase. That's God's character. The devil, you know, like I like to say, God likes to add. The devil likes to subtract. Uh, are you here? God likes to multiply. He's the multiplier. The, God, uh, the devil is the divider. He wants to divide, you know. So he's the divider. He's the, he's the subtractor, the devil. But God is the multiplier. He's the adder. He always adding life to us. So we got to get a revelation of that. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation that really that the, that the devil is the God of this world system. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, this is very good. This is what, what it says. But even if our gospel is veiled, is veiled to those who are perishing, whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is an image of God, should shine on them. Amen. So, so look at this. But even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled for those who are perishing, whose the minds of the God of this age. And another translation says the God of this world. The God of this world. Little g. It's the devil. The God of this world is blinding the minds of those, the unbeliever, keeping them blind from seeing the goodness of God. Seeing the goodness of God. See, listen, see, God is not, he's not behind the viruses and all the tra- tragedy that's coming down the pike. No, he's not behind that. He's here so that we can call upon him so that we can come out of those things. Amen. No, no, sin is in this world and sin always produces death. Sin, you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. So if we sow to the flesh, in other words, we go against God's word and his decrees and we do all the things that it's against God. Then 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 what what comes about that death? But we start walking with God, living for God. What comes about that life? Amen. Can you get an amen or oh me? Amen. And so so we we need to get that revelation of that. Uh, Let's look at Ephesians six and ten, because God's given us some weapons. And he's given us some weapons that we can stand and move forward, even though the enemy's trying to, I believe, trying to hold us back. I, I, I don't believe that it's a positive thing that, the, that, the, that we as, as church people have to be quarantined and we can't come to church. Uh, you know, I, I believe in the separation between church and state. I believe if you got faith and you, and you practice, uh, you know, uh, distancing and doing the right things that you could have church. Hopefully they're going to be opening up church real soon. I believe in our amendment rights of the freedom for us to come together. Now I'm getting kind of political now, but I, but I, I don't believe that, 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 you know, I believe if you have faith and you believe and you practice safe distancing, which we could do in this church and we could keep everybody six feet apart and, and we could have multiple church services and we could have people go out one at a time. I'm telling you, we could have church again. But I'm believing that the restrictions are being loosened, glory to God, and that we'll be able to practice church the way God wanted us to practice it. See, see, God never wanted us to be social distancing. No, no. Jesus, when he healed the uh, leper, which which really you weren't even supposed to come in close with the lepers because they were considered uh, uh, infectious and contagious. Jesus embraced the leper. He prayed for the leper. 
Amen. Amen. Jesus didn't catch what the leper had. When Jesus told his disciples to go pray for the sick, he didn't say, uh, now make sure that you're wearing a mask and gloves. He didn't say that. No, he just said, pray for the sick. And guess what? They prayed for the sick and they got healed. Why? Because we as Christians are under divine protection. I just want to remind you about that. I talked about that earlier a couple weeks ago. We are under divine protection. No plague should come near my dwelling. I believe the word of God more than negative reports. Can I get an amen or oh me? So we got to we got to get a revelation of this. Look at Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Let's just look at this quickly. And I'm trying I'm going to close down on this. Hopefully don't hold me to it. But uh, it says here uh, in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, it says, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So I, I love this because it's not saying that we need to be strong in our own ability. It's saying be strong in the Lord. Amen. See, when you're in the Lord, see, sometimes in our Christian walk, we can get cocky. Sometimes we can start thinking that we, you know, we have, you know, and we, and we got to be very careful. We just don't get too cocky in our walk. You know, Peter got a little cocky. Peter was walking with Jesus. He, he, uh, Father God gave Jesus, uh, Peter the revelation that Jesus was the son of God, right? The savior of the world. Remember when Jesus said, who do you say that men say that I am? And Jesus said, you are the son of God. And then, and then Jesus said, uh, blessed are you, Simon Bajona, that flesh and blood did not reveal to you this to you, but my father in heaven. And on this truth, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. What truth is that? The truth that Jesus is the son of God, that Jesus is the savior of the world. That is the foundational truth that we need to be walking in. And Peter got a little puffed up a little bit in pride. And then, then they're walking a little bit and Jesus saying, listen, I'm going to the cross. You know, I'm going to suffer some things. And Peter said, no way, Jesus, you're not going to the cross. And then what did, Je- what did Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. He got a little cocky. And then what did, what did, what did Jesus say to Peter? He said, Satan wants to sift you like wheat, right? God is not looking to sift us like wheat, it's Satan that wants to sift us like wheat. But what did Jesus say? I'll pray for you that your faith faileth not. Right? Who, who's trying to sift us like wheat? Satan. But what, what is Jesus doing right now? He's our great intercessor in heaven. He's praying that our faith will not fail. Amen. So, so it says here, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So, so this is the Apostle Paul. He's got a revelation here. And, you know, sometimes I listen to I listen to a lot of ministers or I try to. You know, just to see what they're preaching. And a lot of ministers don't want everyone to ever mention the devil in their preaching. Listen, it's not all God. It's not just God Almighty and the devil doesn't exist anymore. No, the devil's out here. And Paul is actually saying here that, our, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age and against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly ways. So, so we are wrestling. There are demonic forces that's trying to bring us down. But be of good cheer. God is with us and there's more with us than with them. God is our restorer. He's, he's our strengthener. He's our soon coming king. And then it says here, therefore, uh, that you may be able to stand in the evil day. So what do we do? We, we, we're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Listen, we're the triumphant church. We're not the scared church. We're not the fearful church. No, we're the triumphant church. We're, we're the church. We have no fear. Glory to God. We have all faith. We are believing believers. Glory to God. Look, look, it says, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which were able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful in this with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen. So, so we have to, we can put on our helmet of salvation. Why? Because we have salvation in God. Uh, we can put on our salvation. It, salvation is more than just us receiving Jesus and, and having a place in heaven. No, no, salvation is progressive. It moves. In other words, salvation is we are saved and we're being saved. In other words, being saved is, means that we're being delivered. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Salvation is more than just us uh, having a standing in Christ. It's we are being saved. We are being delivered. We are being set free. That's what salvation is. Amen. You know, it's a it's a process. It's an ongoing process. We're saved. The helmet of salvation. We're saved. We're saved from the judgment of God. Hallelujah. We're saved from going to hell. We're saved. Amen. Somebody say, I'm saved. Glory to God. Amen. And number two, the breastplate of righteousness. Man, we have right standing with God by the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. We are righteous in God's sight. That's good news. Why? Because God, because there's no judgment on a righteous man. I'm going to say it again. There's no judgment on the righteous man. There's no judgment on the church, right? Oh, the, God's judging the church. He's not judging the church. We're the righteous church. What about everybody that's doing it? Listen. They, oh, man, can I get off my chair? I'm already off. Listen. Listen. When, 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 when Abraham was talking to, you know, uh, you know, was the Lord. We believe it was, may have been Jesus. It was like three people that came to Abraham one time. And two of them were angels. One, we believe, was the incarnate Jesus. And, uh, and, and Abraham and, and Jesus, we believe, incarnate Jesus. The Lord was speaking to Abraham anyway and said, we, we're, we're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, right? But, um, and then Abraham said, well, would you destroy Sodom and Gomorrah if there's 50 righteous? And, uh, you know, the Lord said, well, if there's 50 righteous, I won't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah over 50. And then, you know the story. Abraham said, well, what about 40? You know, he was a negotiator. 
Abraham was a good, you know, negotiator. I don't know if you ever try to go to a garage sale and try and try to whittle down the price of something. You know, hey, would you take this? I don't know if you ever do the, you know, the uh, online, you know, somebody off, you know, charging fifty dollars. Will you take thirty? So, so Abraham was a good negotiator. He said, God, what about thirty? Would you destroy that whole place for thirty people? God said, uh, the Lord said, I won't destroy the place for thirty. Listen. He went all the way down to 10 people. What if there was just 10 people? God said, I won't destroy for 10. You know, I think, really, he could have pushed the envelope to one. He didn't go to one, but he could. What about one person? Would you destroy? Because we know that Lot, his nephew, was righteous. So, he's, but he said 10. He wouldn't destroy for 10 people that were righteous in that city. What happened? Well, you know, when, when the angels came to Lot's house to get them out of the city, this was interesting. The angels said, we cannot do anything unless we get you out of the city first. Amen. What, 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 what is that saying? In, in other words, the judgment of God will not fall on this world until the church is taken out. Jesus. I'm, I'm preaching today. Amen. This is not the judgment of God. No, 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 no. When the church is raptured, when, when, the, when the heavenly trumpet sounds and we are uh, in a twinkling of eye, we are turned, you know, into, you know, glorified beings. Glory to God. I'm telling you, this is not the judgment of God on, uh, on the church anyway. Amen. Yeah, it may be, it may be judgment on the world, but it's not even really the judgment on the world because this is not anything. Compared to when we, the Christians, are being raised up to glory, then there's nobody praying. Then there's, you know, we're the salt of the earth, the Bible says. We're the light of the world. We're keeping all the pandemonium from going forth. What, how? By our prayers. By us speaking the word of God. By our obedience to God. We, the Christian church, are keeping really all the negative from really destroying this world system. As long as we're here, no final judgment of this world is going to happen. Can I get an amen or oh me? So we need, we need, we need to think about that. We need, we need to know that, that God is good. And he is so good to us. And we need to believe that he is doing good things for us in the midst of the problems. Amen. So, so I just want to close on that note. I want to close on a note that there is some say, is there a purpose for all this? Uh, well, the purpose is the devil's goal is to steal, kill and destroy. That's his purpose. But God's purpose is for us to move into the things of God. It's for us to get close to God. It's for us to wake up to righteousness, as the Bible says. No, no, listen, it, it's not the judgment of God that brings men to repentance. Amen. I'm going to say it again. It's the goodness of God. That brings men to repentance. I was reading in the book of Revelation and I'm closing here. And in, in the book of Revelation, it talks about the seven years of tribulation. And it really all hell is going to be be breaking loose in the seven year tribulation. And I was reading about that. And and, and, and as I was reading that, it, I, I, I noticed that that um, that all these negative things were happening to the world and to the people. And this is what was the interesting thing about it. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, people still did not turn to God. Even though all this bad stuff was happening in the book of Revelation, 
people didn't turn to God, they shook their fist at God. So that tells me the judgment of God doesn't bring people, you know, close to God. It's the goodness of God. Because in the book of Revelation, people were cursing God and not praising him. Listen, listen, uh, let me just give my final point here. If we're going to make it through, you know, this pandemic, if we're going to make it through any storm that we're dealing with, we better we better pay attention to what James one says. James one says, count it all joy. Count it all joy when we suffer trials and tribulations and when we we need to start counting it all joy. Not that we're, you know, stuck in our houses or we can't go to our favorite restaurant. No, no, no. Let's just count it all joy that God's going to bring us through this shining on the other side. We need to start praising and not complaining. We need to start worshiping God. And we, listen, we need to be praising God more than ever before. And listen, we need, to, we, need, we need to make the devil mad. In other words, we need to be witnessing more. We need to be praising more. We need to be reading our Bible more. We need, we need to be getting closer to God. We need to be preaching the goodness of God. Hallelujah. 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 What does John 3.17 say? We know what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. But John 3.17 says that, that God sent his son to the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. God's not trying to condemn us. He's trying to save us. So I'm saying this today. Maybe you're going through a trial. Maybe you're going through a tribulation. Maybe you might even, perhaps, I don't know how many people are watching this broadcast. Maybe you are inflicted. Maybe you have COVID-19. God can bring you through it. God, have faith in God. Maybe you're dealing with cancer. Maybe you're dealing with something else. Uh, other than COVID-19, maybe you're dealing with something else. God is with you and he can bring you through to the other side. Have faith in God. And I'm telling you, he's going to bring you through whatever trial, whatever tribulation, whatever the enemy's trying to try you on. God's going to bring you through to the other side. Say, I believe that. This is subject to change. This situation that we're in is subject to change. And I'm telling you, it's changing for the better. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it today? Amen. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for all that are here, that's in the audience, those that are watching online. And, and perhaps you don't know where you stand with God. Perhaps you, uh, even as a Christian, maybe you're not walking with God like you used to and you're not even reading your Bible anymore. You're not listening to worship. You, you're just kind of away from God. Well, today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. In other words, if you feel that God is drawing you this morning, then you need to step up and receive his goodness. And, and, and he wants to invade your life with his goodness today. And he wants to bring you in and move you into the right direction. So... If that's you today and you're not walking with God, you used to walk with God, or you don't know, you never walked with God, you just don't know where you stand with God if you died today, you can know by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to lead you in a prayer, and this prayer will get you into a place where you can start moving forward in God. Just say this after me, me in your heart. Say, Dear God, I repent of sin. I believe that you died on the cross 
for my sins and that you were raised from the dead to put me in right standing with you. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m. Nurseries and Children's Church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.